Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, and this is KWAD Radio, and Patty Holstrand checking in with everyone. We are going to be here for two hours, and we are talking to the Chocolate Rose gang. We have two books right now, Chocolate Rose 1 and Chocolate Rose 2, and we will be interviewing uh, quite a few of the authors from Chocolate Rose 1 and 2. Afternoon, and if it's in, uh, could be a different part of the world, it might very well be evening. So I welcome you all, and we also have the Facebook party going on right now. And I'm going to give you the information on the chat here. That way, you can see where the Chocolate party is. So if you look on chat on your blog talk radio page here. You can look on our page for this episode and you should be able to find chat and on the chat I'll have our Facebook party page. It's an event page. I'm also going to give you, in case you can't get chat, I'm going to tell you what my, my Facebook page is and you'll be able to find the uh, party page from my page, and that is obviously facebook.com slash j dot Holtstrand, that's H-U-L-T-S-T-R-A-N-D, the P-J, and Patty Joe. I don't, I don't want to ever hear anybody say that again, Patty Joe, P-J dot Holtstrand, H-U-L-T-S-T-R-A-N-D, and that's two T's. We are on Facebook all day. Uh, we've got the event page going on. We've got some events, uh, some contests uh, right now going on. And we are waiting on uh, Lori Bowler to check in with me. If you're there, Lori, then you need to call in to the number 
5145. Obviously, that's the one before the number 1714-242-5145. We are on the air now. Now, Lori is in England. And I knew that was 9 p.m. her time, which is why I put her first. And I haven't heard from her this morning yet or this afternoon. It is 1 o'clock Arizona time. So it may very well be that she's in quite, depending on the obviously part of England, I thought that she was that she was going to be a certain time, and then she knew it was going to be 9 p.m. her time in England, but it may very well be a different time slot. Uh, she may very well be 10 o'clock that time depending on what part of England she's in. Kind of like, you know, the United States has different parts. And uh, I hopefully that she knows that she's it's supposed to be her time right now. So we were definitely going to ask a few questions. And uh, I know we got GPA coming in here, coming here next. And it looks like somebody has checked in with me, so we will see... That is, if they double check, if if that's you, GPA, you need to let me know on the Facebook page, on the Chuck Road page, what your phone number was. That way I know that's you. I've got some other people who are checking in with us here. And I want to let everyone know that um, we got in there and then left again. If you want to talk to him, to us, and you need to call in 714-242-5145. Yeah, it's picking up. Um, and I'm going to give you my Facebook page on the chat. That way you guys have that. And we're on here. We did have somebody on then dropped off again, so call me back if you're wanting to call in. Also, we're taking questions after the first interview. And uh, GPA is up next. Now, GPA is a, uh, he's not an author, he is actually a poet. And whether or not an author is a poet, a poet is an author, well, that's something that, that is debatable. It does take a different type of writing to be a poet and different mindset. Now, writing characters, you're writing uh, symbolisms, and you're writing, uh, you're visualizing and uh, showing pictures with your words. A little bit different than fiction because um, in fiction we have characters and we have to get to know the characters. So, we do have somebody in here. We double check with our Facebook and see whether or not somebody has checked in with me. See here. Okay. If somebody's giving me their number on here, I'm not sure who it is. So, let's just see who it is. Hello? Hello? Hello, this is KWAD Radio. You're on the air. Who am I talking to? This is Sarita Walker. Hey, Sarita. How you doing? Fine. 
How are you, Miss Patty? I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty good. Getting all these different times, you know, with uh, with you know somebody being from England and all that. I'm not sure we got the right time for her. And she hasn't shown up on our page yet. It's kind of hard, you know, when you have the different time uh, time zones going on here. So I'm not sure whether or not. Yeah. We you know we have somebody in England. We have somebody in uh, all different areas of, of uh, the United States. We you know, chocolate rose too. I would have to say is the most diverse. Uh, chocolate rose one. We have uh, Lori Fuller. She's from England, which is obviously way far out there. And then we quite have quite a few people from which uh, we GPA is from Chicago, and that's Illinois. And then we've we've got uh, a couple of people from Wisconsin. Obviously, Charles is from Wisconsin. Um, but then we and so quite a few of them are from Wisconsin in the book one. Uh, Juanita, of course, she she's in Arkansas, so she's out there a little ways. She's down south, and so she was in book one. Now, book two, we got we've got you guys going all over the place. Yeah, you've got you. And you're you're in Ohio. Yes, ma'am. And uh, you and I talked briefly about that. That you were uh, so you're in Dayton, and I'm from the point in Ohio. So we're almost neighbors. Yeah, so we are. Of, it was kind of funny how how that works, and then. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So hang on a second. I'm going to see who else this is and see whether or not that's Lori on the line. Okay. So I'm going to. I now I okay. know which number you are. You are. Let me write that down. That way I know who it is. Okay. That way I, I don't. I don't lose you. Okay. If I lose okay. you, then call me back. Okay, lady. I will. I, I know when you are. So hang on. Okay. I will call. I will punch you back when I get close to your time. Okay. Okay. This is Patty from K Wild Radio. Who am, I, who am I talking to? Hello. 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 Seven, seven. Hello. Who am I talking to? Um, you're talking to Mary from Chicago. Mary. From Chicago. Yes. Are you, are you here to listen to DPA? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, we might be going ahead and yes, jumping over to GPA, and I think he's on the line here. So do you have a question for okay. him when he gets on? Barry? No, not really. I'm just one of his No, I'm just one of his supporters. Oh, you just want to listen to him? Yes. Okay. I got your number on here. That way I know that you're you're a listener and you just want to listen. Okay, gotcha. Let me see his GPA okay, on the you. line here. Thank you. This is Patty Holstrand, and this is KWAD Radio. This is a 414 number. Who am I talking to? Oh, this is Darren checking in. Hey, Darren. How you doing? Okay. How's it, how's it okay. going so far? Well, Lori's a no-show. Apparently, she I may, may have had the wrong time for her because oh. you know, she's in England. Oh, okay. So I'm not, sure, yeah, not sure what time you're on. No GPA is up next. Right. And then uh, I thought Charles, did Charles do his? He hasn't checked in yet. The Doofus 
<laughs> so you happen to know his number? Yeah, I can check and try to give him a call. So okay, good. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me check on him and then um, I appreciate I that, Darren, if you would. I know you guys are in the same area, so could you give him a call for me and tell him to get his butt online? Okay, no problem. No problem. Thanks. No problem. All right. Bye-bye.
So you never lived anywhere else, huh? Um, let's see. Briefly in Milwaukee. Briefly. Oh, okay. Um, came back here, shot town, my town. So here I am. Um, yeah. traveled abroad there, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, shot town is it. Awesome. What part of Chicago are you in? South side. South side. That apparently means means something to somebody from Chicago, you know. How are you doing? Listen, listen. No, no. If you come to Chicago, like we're broke up. Like Chicago is one of the most segregated cities in the United States, number one. Two. Number two. I'm from Ohio. Oh, really? What part of Ohio? Yeah. Around Toledo. I was born around Napoleon, which is something Sharita and I just found out that she is in Dayton, Ohio. Oh, wow. Actually, a neighbor of my family there. So, okay. It's a a small world, no matter how we look at it. You know what I mean? Okay. So, you're in Illinois, which is, you know, a neighbor. So, we're all, you know, we're all Easterners when it comes to that. So That's right. That's right. It's nothing like the Midwest. Even though I will be going to the West Coast in a couple of weeks. I will be going to the oh, West Coast. Yes. I'll be a part of the NAACP um, Authors Pavilion. I'll, have, I'll be signing books there um, Saturday the 23rd, July 23rd. Um, I have copies of the critically acclaimed Book of 24 Orgasms. Uh, the Chocolate Rose 2, Chocolate Rose 1, Confessional Heart. Man, I have everything. I'm giving away um, roses and orgasms all at one time and confession all at one time in California. <laughs> well, you know, I like the way you said that. <laughs> that you're giving away orgasms, huh? Oh, no, I, it's, I'm sorry. I mean, when people buy them, I give them away. But, you know, oh, but I do okay. give them away. The first person to call in, whoever will get an autographed copy of the Chocolate Rose 2 from me, sent to them. So call in right now, send in the GPA while I'm on the interview. You call in, send out below my DVD, The Journey of an Unsub. I'll send it out to you on Tuesday. So anybody calls in, you call in, just want to ask a question, say what's up, and love, you got that. That's how we do it. How we do well, it. In that case, Mary, Mary, if you need to call in, does you want to go in the chat and tell me you have questions? Mary has all my questions. Oh, she already? Oh, okay. She's, she's a longtime fan of yours then. That's cool. That's cool. Oh, she knew me before I was GPA, when I was just Mark, so, you know. <laughs> has, has she seen you uh, live? I mean, because I know you go to pieces and stuff. Yes. Just last night. She saw us live last night. And, um, I got to tell you, I got to tell everybody who's listening, all seven of y'all, <laughs> and whoever's, like, listening to the um, the playback, 
I did it for the first time ever, Nightmare on the Damn Line. And you have to just be there. It's an epic poem, erotic, but um, you just had to see it. You had to see the reaction from the uh, the crowd because I did it in one part, and then they wanted they didn't want me to stop, so I just kept going through all the stops. And in Chicago, we have a train called the, uh, the Red Line, and it has stops that go from 95th all the way through. And I did it from 95th to 55th, around the Cermak. It's a long thing, but I have to do that sometime. I just wanted to share with y'all because you know me. Well, I guess I let you do that commercial, so you know. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm oh, I'm going to plug me. You know, Patty, I'm going to plug GPA all day because I really love dude. I really love this dude a whole bunch, and uh, he's really spectacular. Um, I don't know what else to say about. Uh, I do. Wait a minute. Yes, I do. I do. I do know what to say about the guy. Number one, I should be in Chocolate Rolls, too, because I have rocked in number one and two. That's what I want to say. Listen, I got pulled off written for number three. And you know what? You think you can give us a little taste today? Because this is a, a rated R. This is an adult oriented uh, episode. Let's go. So, Here we go. You ready? Are you ready? Thanks. Hang on, hang on. I'm gonna see if uh, if Charles is on the line. So hang on. You get you pull your uh, poem out, so to speak, and I'll and I'll get right back to you. I'm not gonna let me put you on hold though. I'm just gonna keep you on the line, okay? Okay. But hang on. This is uh, Patty from We're on the Air. Who are you talking to me? Yeah, is this is Charles? Yes, it is. Okay, I'm gonna put the, your name on this because I wasn't sure if that was you or Darren. So. I see the four one number. So okay, guess who's on the line with us? Have you? Are you listening? Are you listening to this? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, yeah, I'm here. listening to. Okay, this is Charles Burgess, um, and and GPA is already on the line with us. Uh, apparently, we had some problems with the timing for um, for Lori in England, so we're jumping her and going to GPA and you. So, okay, hey, GPA. What up, so, CB? What's up, baby? How you there doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm, 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 I got the phone in one hand and the pencil in the other one. Okay. Okay. I, I feel like one day when I grow up, when I grow up, when I grow I up, CB, I, I said when I grow up one day, I want to be as prolific a writer as you. I, when I grow up. <laughs> I try. No doubt, no doubt. You're getting getting pretty close there. Getting pretty close there, GPA. You've got uh, you got several smaller books, and you've got another one coming up at the end of this fall. Pretty close to uh, just around Thanksgiving, I would say. Correct. November 2011, The Mind of an Unsolved, the follow-up to the best-selling, critically acclaimed, The Confessional Heart of a Man. Um, it's hard-hitting. For those of you who read The Confessional Art of the Man, you know I wrote that when I was um, under federal custody, custody, excuse me, in 30 days. Um, it's intense. It's, it's graphic. It's just raw. It's raw poetry. So this is a follow-up to it. And you know any of y'all read my statuses or anything, you know I'm a little warped. I drink. 
I don't sleep. Um, I like big asses. So, I mean, so I got a whole thing going on in my head most of the time. So, there you go. Well, that's that's an interesting idea. <laughs> so, you know, I find that a lot of your stuff is, is, is a raw, a raw format. I mean, you, you, you really, the emotions, the poetry is written in such a, such a way that it, it's so very emotional. Does, when you're writing, writing about sex, when you're writing about sex, is very visual. When you're writing about other you things, up. other things are also very visual. You broke up just a tad bit. The last part of what you said, did you ask me a question? Well, I was kind of making a comment. I wasn't really asking okay. a question. I was just commenting okay. how your your writing is visual. Even though oh, you're a poet, even though, okay, it's very, it, it's, it puts you into that moment. So it works very well because of that. Well, thank you. Listen, thank you very much. I try, you know, um, <laughs> I try, and I want to be the best ever. That's that's my endeavor. I mean, I know it's grandiose um, and what have you, but I want to be the best ever. So I want to put you in a place where uh, you can see or feel what I'm talking about. So that's why that's I try to write. Like I told everybody on the wall when I wrote the poem for CR2, I was in a strip club. I was writing on my Blackberry. I was in a strip club sitting there, and this, this one woman, she got about $50 off me because she was really just gyrating, so I was writing. Um, and there you go. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know what I say. Research, research, research. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so full of myself. I guess that's better than being full of it. But um, well, <laughs> you know, you better be the best at what you do because you you already named yourself GPA, so you better be the greatest poet alive. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things, you know. Uh, uh, I was drinking bad when I did that. I was drinking Budweiser. Then I switched to Heineken. I said, "Damn, I, I actually named myself that." Like, so then I guess I got to try and live up to it. I guess. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty arrogant. Pretty arrogant. So tell me, guys, yeah. I have both you on the line. Charles, where did you meet DPA? How did you guys hook up? Um, actually, um, through a mutual Facebook friend named Rhea Rhea Banks. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I was real, real ordered, real ordered um, a few books, and you know, she was asking me what else I had going on, and I told her about my idea um, about chocolate rolls. Told her I was looking for a poet, and she told me she knew this great guy that went by the name of GPA, and I told her she had to introduce us, and she introduced us, and it was, and it went, it went well from there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Thank y'all for having me aboard. I just want to go on record and say Re-Electric Banks rocks. She just rocked along with Mary Rogers. They rock. Um, several other people, uh, even though she's booed up, uh, Sheila Campbell, she rocked. I had to say that. That's an inside joke. <laughs> um, I've been working with a good dude. I talk to him, straight shooter type dude. Um, I'm just, I was just saying, I should be in Chocolate Roll 3. I'm on a run. Got a brand new poem that should go in Chocolate Roll 3. Brand new. Right. I, you, I performed it last night. Are you ready? Night. Are you ready to stop us? 
Everything on y'all ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Here we go. All right, everybody, buckle up. This is called Nightmare on the Time. Here we go. <clears throat> At 120 minutes before midnight, we turned off Martin and decided to go out. At 10 minutes after 120 minutes before midnight, we were in our respective cars because that was the plan. We would drop the destination separately. At 30 minutes, 10 actually, after 120 minutes before midnight, Keep on the north side of the street I parked on the south, right by the McDonald's. If you've ever been here, you know exactly what I'm describing. She walked out first. The train station wasn't that far away, less than a half a block, so I was able, so I was able to watch her. Once I saw her there, I followed behind her. She purchased two one-day passes. It planned. She looked over her shoulder and saw she dropped my pass on the ground and proceeded to walk down to the where the trains were. As she walked down the stairs, I saw the red bottoms of her black heels. But more importantly, this washed away her calves, thighs, and beautiful backside filled out her leggings. And she wore my favorite outfit, heels, leggings, top, covered by leather jacket because it gets a little cold, even in springtime in Chicago. As she just hit the center of the stairs, I picked up my bus pass and I her. We stood about five feet on the platform. I couldn't take my eyes off of her. Every now and then she would cast me a glance. Then she would look at me condescendingly, lick her lips, and as if I was nothing, as if I belonged to her, as if she owned me, and she did. The train came. She crossed in front of me, touching me slightly. She boarded the last car. I boarded the car. Next to last, the train took off. She came north of her car. I came south of mine. And the only thing separating us was the steel, the glass, and the air. Her killer lipstick, excuse me, her killer lip gloss made an imprint on the window as she brought me closer. She took her jacket off, leaned forward. She took her jacket off and she leaned forward. Bosom, buxom, voluptuous. She turned around and did a catwalk. Naomi Campbell never walked a catwalk like this catwalk. Backside, doing a switch and a half. Backside, doing a switch and a half as she came. As she came back. And she leaned forward and said three words to me. Now, touch it. And I hate to be the yeah. one to disappoint her, but she was already two minutes behind because I already unbuttoned, unbuckled, unzipped my khakis and had my hand on my opulence. And I begin this one, 11, 12, 24, 24. I found myself caught in between consciousness and unconsciousness, waking out and being wide awake, watching her lean forward, nipples pressed against the glass, urging me on, looking at her, closing my eyes, moving my obelisk, looking at her, moving my obelisk, closing my eyes, and I looked up and she wasn't there. And she wasn't there. Manicured fingers lifted my chin. Gentle kiss upon my forehead. 
and in a soft, seductive voice, she asked me, do you need any help with that? And we were just at 87th Street. Out in there, my home. You got to understand, people, for people who were there last night, it's a lengthy poem. It's epic. I didn't want to take any more time or whatever, so I wanted to give you the first part. It actually goes a few more stops. It gets a little more intense, um, and I, I, it takes a lot out of me to do it because I'm in the poem. I'm, I put my mind in the poem. So, yes, I know. So that that was that. I, I didn't know how the time limit was. I saw it was on my clock. It's 3.31 here, and I know somebody else has got to come on. So, um so I'm going to take, give you a couple messages here. Um, Candace said, best of luck. That's Sister Faces Candace. She gave gave a note saying, best of luck. Thanks, Candace. And uh, I think you fogged up the uh, the windows. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I try. I try. And we can just see what time is it here. We get this, uh, yeah. I have a couple it's questions. It's I'm going to give you a couple questions real fast, and then we're going to move okay. on. Um, what has led you to write your stories? You know, well, I mean, you're telling that story, your poems, but what was your pivotal event in your life that made you write your first, you know, poem that became a book? I was incarcerated. Um, and so to do something with the time, I wasn't locked up long, but anytime you're locked up is too long, but I wanted to do something. So when I was locked up, I started writing. I wrote for inmates. I wrote to inmates, wives, mistresses, uh, girlfriends, kids. I wrote poems, and someone said, hey, you know, this book. And I didn't want to be not adept at fiction, trying it, but I'm not adept at it. So, and poetry's always been my thing but I always played with it. And so that's the time I actually had a concerted effort to sit down and focus and write a book. And I did, The Confession of the Heart of a Man. So that was it for me. I think if I hadn't been locked up during that time period, I would have never wrote a book. And we wouldn't be talking right now. I have heard that from others, too, that, you know, during times of really hard hardship, that's when uh, the true author in this comes out. Right. So uh, you've got another message from L. Let's see, M. L. Rogers. He said you are the greatest poet alive. Oh, uh, that nice. Ah, uh, shucks. Stop <laughs> saying that. We're gonna make people mad. People are already mad at me. <laughs> well, I have, a specific, I have a specific question for you. Okay. You have a what now? Specific question because we're we're talking about erotic erotic fiction here and erotic poetry. What mm-hmm. gives you your what gives you your, uh, your what's your process your creative process when you write erotic poetry? Um, a couple of things. Number one, alcohol. Um, I'm an obsessive compulsive uh, perpetual drinker, so alcohol uh, fuels my uh, energy to take me somewhere else because otherwise I would never write erotica. Uh, it's not my forte. I just happened to stumble into it and gotten pretty adept at it, as it were. 
Um, but second, and more importantly than the first, is beautiful women. I happen to be in the company of friends with uh, off Facebook and on Facebook, beautiful women, very beautiful women. And they do their best to look beautiful all the time, whether it's their outfits, their hair, whatever, the way they talk, their heart. Very beautiful women. I'm around all the time. And, hey, I like that because I'm a man. I, I'm no diss to anybody. I'm a heterosexual man. No diss to anybody. Um, so women, I, I, for women, I don't, I'm no diss to men. I write, I got some pieces for them, but I write for women. I write so women can smile, so they can blush, so they can be around. Do that. And when that happens, it works. I listen to them. I, I listen, I, I read their statuses on Facebook. I listen to their conversations, what they say and they don't say. So in that, I realize what they need, and they need GPA. They they need the book of 24. They need me and Chocolate Rose, one, two, three, four, five, whatever we go on. They need me, and I'm I'm there for them, it, and, and metaphorical. So they, a that's what people, that's what people have said that Jim Beam a cop. Jim. Another one says I got cable. Not quite sure what that means. I'm not sure if I want to. But, what uh, happened? What was the last thing? I got cables. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> and then uh, he makes me feel special, 333. Three, three. So, wow. Uh, that's uh, I'm not quite sure. I'm sure there's some kind of in, inside joke there. So we'll leave that be. <laughs> I'm just giving you the messages. What was the last thing said? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just giving you the messages. Giving you the messages. ML Rogers apparently is a, a fan of yours and been writing some of your, or reading a lot of your work. So. Oh yeah, Mary, I go back. No, that's my homegirl. That, that is okay. Okay. Those. So, uh, oh, I see. Okay. I'm sorry, Mary. I couldn't tell. It's a sideways, the sideways heart. No, we got, we got, we, we. No, that's okay. that's a uh, okay. girl. There's a difference. Um, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I know them too. I don't know that I'm typing yet. So. <laughs> There's yeah, a sideways heart. Three of them. It's got three of them there for you. So. <laughs> no, I don't have fans. Um, I got people that love GPA and what he does and support me. I don't have fans. There's fans are fickle. I don't have that. I think I think your work is very appropriate for the Chocolate Rose book. So that's that's a special. Stuff. Wait till you read uh, Mind of an Unsub. Patty, wait till you read Mind of an Unsub. I'm going to blow you away because I don't write erotica. I'm just going to go on record right now. Somebody hey, please quote me. I'm looking for it. I mean, you know, I told you. Send it to me. I'm ready. Hit me with it. Okay. 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 Everybody seems to be ready for it. Going back and forth. Well, I'm ready. Okay. So, uh, you know, send it to me when, when you're ready because you know, I know how it is. You, you guys, you poets want to be perfect. So, you know, it's like, hit me with it. Yeah. Okay, I will do that. I will do that. So, so Any more guys questions? Anybody, the... anybody else have any questions? Well, I'm going to let everybody know that 714-242-5145 is the call in line. We do have people on the guests on, on the chat. If you have any question really fast, you need to give it to me now because we need to move on. Can you guys hear me? We have people coming in and out here, so I'm not sure what they're doing. 
Um, yeah. Emma Rogers says, the confessional heart of a man started it all. Yeah, it did. Okay. Yeah, it did. So that's, that's good to know. We got a little more tidbit on you that we didn't know. Is Charles still online? Yep. Okay. Hello? you have anything to say? you have anything to add? Yeah, can you hear me, GPA? Yeah. I can hear you. Are you ready for Chocolate Rose 3? He wants to know if you're ready for Chocolate Rose 3. I've been ready. I like to hear I that. I love Listen, it. I can tell you the titles already, the poems that's going to Chocolate Rose 3. I can tell you the titles. The title Nightmare oh. on the Damn Ryan. Nightmare on the Damn Ryan is going to Chocolate Rose 3. I am a dog is Chocolate Rose 3. Your bath water is going to Chocolate Rose 3. Uh, what else I got? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And no one has ever heard this poem yet. It's not even in anything. Nobody's ever seen it. It's called Revenge of the Orgasm. That's going to Chocolate Rose 3. <laughs> well, that one might be interesting. I definitely was reading Make that it. one. Hey, 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 I'm GPA. Sir? GPA, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Make sure you email me personally. I am a dog fucking gear my chocolate roll three story around that poem. <laughs> I don't know. Who, I don't know if you want Because my story, my story in three, if you read, now did you read my story in one and two? His, his, his story is on top. Oh, okay. I want to know whether you read, you read first one or two. Patty, can I say something really quick and I'm going to get on out the way? I want to okay. say this. Um, for my participation in Chocolate Rose 1 and 2, and I'm sorry, y'all. I, you know, I'm, a, I'm an egomaniac. It's just who I am. That's my vice. But you guys write really well. I just want to tell anybody listening, all of you writers in both 1 and 2, y'all are very adept. I keep using that shit. Excuse me. Very prolific. And what you do, I enjoy reading both books. Not because I was in them, because I, I don't read my stuff. I, I don't read it. Um, but I read the stories, and I was just blown away. I've had people read the stories. They're blown away. They enjoy it. Of course, they buy them. So, I mean, it's like I, I, I'm glad to be a part of a winning team. Um, I always want to be a board. I'm going to keep giving you all my best because I'm surrounded by the best in, in, in this in this um in this endeavor, Charles, I got mad love for you. I got mad love for you. I plan on coming to Milwaukee. Um, we can do some things. I, I got something going on in August. I want you to be a part of here in Chicago. Uh, I got something I'm together my book uh, fair. I want you to be a part of it. Um, we'll talk some more, and that's not just air talk. Cause Rhea, I got Rhea and Shot Down Reading Circle backing me on this too. So. It's something big, but I, I love you, dude. You're a good dude. You stuck with me when I was having a little difficulties with my ears the first time around, and you know I, I proved my. So just keep me in the loop all the time. All right. Okay. okay. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you on. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut you out there, and uh, we're gonna go to Sarita. Sarita, you there? Sarita. Sarita, are you there? Sarita, are you on the line? 
Hello. Hello, Sharita. Hello. Hey. Hello. This is Patty. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Well, you're you're on the line with Charles. Hi, Charles. How you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing, Sharita? Fine. Excited about my book release party tomorrow for Chocolate Rose yeah. too. Tell us about that. Okay, you're for you. Um, it's going to be a Brownies Tavern. It's a nice little bar. We're barbecuing. I'm be signing books, upgrade you, and chocolate rolls, too. And I have two bags that I'm optioning away. One is for a man and one is for a female. It's all erotic stuff, so it's for the grown and sexy. I was talking to you about that earlier, that you're going to be auctioning these things off. How are you going to handle that? Um, I'm going to buy raffle tickets tomorrow, and I'm going to sell them for a dollar apiece. Okay. And how how many people do you think you're expecting for this? Do you have any RSVPs? So far, I only got two, so I don't know who's showing up. But so half when, the bar uh, want to buy the book, so I'm not really worried about it. Send me on on Facebook. Send me yes, ma'am. Uh, how to get how to get how to get a hold of you, so that people can find Sarita out where Walker. you are. I'm from Dayton, Ohio. Hey, let me. I'm gonna pull you up, and I'm gonna put you on the chat so that way people will know. Hey, how to get hold of you? Find out where you are at. For tomorrow, if you're, in Ohio, if you're in Ohio, you gotta uh, get over there and and have a party. This, I, I know yeah. lots of family that can probably just come on over and meet you. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be funny? Yes, ma'am. Uh, just anybody who didn't wasn't in there earlier, let you know that that Charita actually uh, is, lives in Dayton, Ohio. Charles on hold here. Um, and she lives in Dayton, Ohio. And so she's having a party tomorrow. So everybody needs to get a hold of get a hold of her and come go on out and have a party with her. Should be kind of fun, and, and hopefully she'll read from her story. And chocolate have she's some chocolate rose books to you know to sell there. So everybody needs to come on there. Okay, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions here, Sharita. Are you ready? Yes, ma'am. Okay. What led you to write your book or your story? And was um, there a couple of events in your life? My first story, Upgrade You, was written because my sister was sexually molested by a family member and I needed money to get her back and I knew that I could write. So I decided to write, and plus I wanted to tell my best friend how I felt about him. So, but that didn't work out so well. Okay, but your first story, Upgrade You, is actually already in already been published. So where do they find that? Um, Amazon.com, Barnes Nobles, Books Million, um, and Mahogany Inc. Publication. Mahogany Publications, yeah. Mahogany, like the wood, everybody, so you need to spell that right in order to find it. Um, 
Since are there any influences in your life that have encouraged you to stay the course in this writing project? You're talking about uh, the chocolate rose. Number one is Charles because my um, I never wrote erotica until he approached me about a project. I just liked his plan, so I decided to go with the plan and wrote the story. And now I include erotica in everything I write. Is something that you think you're comfortable with, writing uh, more short stories for the other Chocolate Rose books? Yes, ma'am. Okay, sounds good. What surprised you about this writing process and experience? Uh, it was pretty laid back. I just laid in bed typing on my laptop or sat up in bed. Smoked a lot of cigarettes and a lot of marijuana, too, because GPA just said he loved his alcohol. I love my weed. Okay. <laughs> so hopefully we have no policemen that are on the line listening to that one. But, uh, yeah, sometimes you got to go to a different place, whether that's uh, alcohol or other things, uh, in order to get your creative process flowing. Do you have any plans for the future or work-related uh, as far as uh, any other stories or books that you have coming up that you're working on? Right now, I don't know if it'll be you and Charles or if Charles is doing his new venture by himself or what, but me and Charles are currently working to bring my new novel, Behind the Chastity Belt, to the people, and that's based on four different women, three whores, and one woman who's the madam, so it's very interesting. Wow. And I, and I know that you're working on a set of set of uh, stories with a bunch of other ladies, and one's from Chocolate Rose too. And it's pretty exciting that this. Uh, and so that that's going to be a great project that you're working on too. How's well, you know we got a closed group for that. We have a closed <laughs> group for that, and we've been keeping that project under wraps. Yeah, People I know. Be that's why when they see that coming. Exactly, and since since I'm your guy's the publisher on that, I I don't divulge that too soon yet. But um, I have to say that everybody's on there. That's going to be really just really kicking. It's going to be an awesome, awesome group of ladies working on that. And uh, I think you guys are really going to look forward to reading these stories that are coming up here. So I know that that that's going to be a great one. I think really going to put a lot of a lot of you ladies on the map. So um, I know I'm going to do my darndest to get you guys publicized for that one. So that's good. Everybody thinks it's going to be coming soon, so you're just going to have to wait. <laughs> so what other message do you want to give uh, somebody who's starting out that they're trying to write? And uh, what would you tell them? Um, I would say that you just have to continue on through the struggle. I mean, there's days where you're going to feel like you don't want to write, but you have to write if you want to succeed. I don't believe it starts with the book being published. I believe it starts with the writing. Okay, so it's obviously you have to, you have to practice. It's, it's not something yes, that you have to constantly practice. I have to tell a lot of authors that. It's just you have to keep keep doing this is to keep practicing and uh and you have to keep the flow you know it's, it's not something that comes naturally to some people you have 
you know, they, they want to write, they have the urge to write, they have the desire to write, but they need to practice it. Like anything, you get to know better. You get better with practice. So I know we got Cotton on the line, and she is early, by the way, Cotton. You're early supposed to be calling in at the top of the hour, and you're early. So um, I'm going to put you on hold, Charita, and you want to continue to listen to the process, and I might be able to come on at the end and, and say goodbye to you, okay? Okay, I was going to actually get off the line because the editor is calling me about the project that me and Charles is working on. Okay, okay. Thanks for coming on the line with me. You're welcome. You. Thank you. You're welcome. Charles, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I wanted to say something to Sarita before she left. Oh, sorry about that. Um, I should I, keep well, still okay. listening for a second. I say, well, what I wanted to say to her, I can say it to everybody that's on the line listening. Um, you know, setting up these book signings and parties and all the different things we try to do. I just did the event last Sunday, and it probably was maybe five people there that actually bought a book. I think I sold two books. But it wasn't even about the people there that bought a book, just just doing the event, just getting yourself, you know, familiar with being in the public. Um, that part of it is priceless. So, I mean, you might go somewhere, you might be in front of ten people, you might sell one percent of that crowd. You might be in front of a hundred people and sell ten percent of that crowd. Um, I don't always look at it about the number of people who I sold books to. Just I use use it as another priceless piece of excuse me marketing for myself. So, you know, t- today I was out I'm out I got on pants full of paint or shirts shirt full of paint and I sold a copy of Chocolate Rose one inch to um, that day I was dressed up in blazer and jeans and shoes and only sold one book. So I just say keep your books with you at all times. Always speak about what you do, and all that stuff will come to you. People want to start knowing more and more about you, like who is this person. Every time I see him or her, they got books. Every time, you know, they, they obviously must be selling. They obviously must be writing some good stuff. So don't let the um, idea of only you know, who's going to be there, how many people are going to be there. Push for as many as you can get get to come, but it's a numbers game because if 50 come, only five might buy books. If 100 come, only 10 might buy books. But you are out there in front of them people making yourself known. So I, was, I just wanted to say that to all the writers on the phone listening because you're not going to always sell everybody a book in your place that shows up. Also, another thing, um, try to do – Free ticket sales, you know, if you can get in front of people and you got an event going on, hey, I'm I'm auctioning off I'm auctioning off two bags and this is the cost of the ticket, but with this ticket you get a book and you get a chance to win a free bag that's gonna contain some free gifts in it. Put a twist to it, put a spin to it, you know. Um people love entertainment. They love something to do. Um books are entertainment, so I just, you know, wish everybody looked. You know, everybody that I work with and everybody that I don't work with, I wish everybody looked. I want you to I want you to stay on the line with Darren here. Darren, is this is this, is this you on the line? Yes, it is. Awesome. Hi, Darren. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Yourself? Oh, I, wonderful. We got Charles on the line. I wanted you guys to talk uh, together about your, you know, you were, this is a great lead-in, Charles, because you're talking about, you know, your, your events that you hold and your marketing things that you do. 
Would you guys like to talk to the audience? I'm going to let you guys talk about the cool stuff you guys have done together. Oh, uh, you want to you want to take off first, Darren? Yeah, I want to, yeah, both Darren. Yeah, Darren, he's he's the uh, yeah. promotional guy here. Yeah. So you got some um, cool things that you've done, and I want you to, I want you to tell everybody about it and how to get a hold of you. Okay. So okay. go ahead, Sam. Uh, first of all, I want to thank Charles for actually letting me uh, write a, a piece in Chocolate Rose, too, because I know we got mostly authors and poets and stuff like that on this line, and I'm I'm, I'm neither one of those, but I'm a person that likes to express itself through uh, speaking, I'm a motivational speaker, and I've always admired those that can put their, their words that they speak to paper, and eventually I would like to write a self-help book, uh, a, mo- a motivational book, so... Charles actually gave an uh, opportunity to see what I talk about in print. So first I want to thank Charles for that. Um, as far as promotions, he's right about promotions. It's, it's, it's a numbers game, and you can't get discouraged. Uh, you got something to say, Charles? Go ahead, Charles. Uh, go ahead, Dan. Okay. Uh, like you said, it's a numbers game. Um and anything that you sell, and the more people that you can reach, the numbers go up, and you can't get discouraged. Like you said, if you go to an event and there's 10 people, you might sell five to the 10, but you go somewhere where it's uh, 100 to 200, and you only sell five books. So what we do, I'm a type of person who likes to cross merchandise items. That's why I came up with the idea with Charles, with the book covers. We do the customized labels for the bottle of water, so at least you get to sell them something. And when they take that away, then they might think about you and say, oh, I, I need to get that book. Um, the last project you did with uh, the singer from Midnight uh, Love, we came up with the champagne bottles, uh, non, non-alcoholic and alcohol champagne bottles with the label on it. And basically what we're trying to do is always keep that consumer thinking about you, regardless if they buy the book or not. Um, you're getting some residuals from it. Uh, Chocolate Rose 2, the Rose Like No Other, um, the short, uh, uh, I won't say novel, but the piece that I put in there, um, I'm planning on blowing it up to a poster, and now they can buy that with the picture that's next to it. So it's always think creatively on how you can promote your novel, your book, without always having to sell the book. Because if somebody else see that, then they might, you know, well, what's that about? Then you actually can go ahead and, and, and sell that book. So we're always thinking about creative ways to cross merchandise all the items that goes with uh, you guys writing your stories. You got anything to add to that, y'all? Hold on, guys. I'm going to the fire hydrant right now. Patty, you still there? Hello? Hello? Barry, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Patty. Well, we couldn't be we couldn't lose her in both bills, phone. So how's me and you on the phone? Well, she's got to still be there. Yeah, she's still there. So the listeners are still there. So you got anything to add to what I just said? <laughs> oh, okay. Um... I want to say working with Darren has been a pleasure um, for whoever's listening. And the, and the product, and the product, 
you know, have been great. That's a great idea. I get a lot of compliments. I get people wanting to know um, how they can get involved, how they can get those products. And, again, Darren will be the person Darren will be the person to talk to about that. Um, we also did a Rubik's Cube, which was very exciting. Um, we did an event um, a couple Sundays ago, um, and that goes back to what I was saying. It wasn't really an event geared for selling books, but, you know, out of the crowd, I probably sold maybe 10 books, which was which was fine for me, you know, because the event was geared for young women, young teenagers. But, you know, people saw the table, people liked what I was doing, and I got a little participation out of that. So it's just about, you know, being everywhere you can be when you can be there if it's an affordable place for you to be. I know I'll be at an event with Darren soon. It's going to be an art show. I think that's the 24th right there. Yeah. Sunday, 24th of July. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be, a, it'll be an art show going on, and I will actually be at um, that art show also, and Darren's also going to be a part of that. We'll sit down and we'll brainstorm some marketing products for Chocolate Rose, too, and um, hopefully the Chocolate Rose 2 authors are all friends with Darren on Facebook. Um, if there's something, you know, you guys can think of, um, any kind of product, you know, it's hard to, um, we've talked about the bottled water thing. It's hard to ship liquid, so, but, you know, he's a mastermind at different things, so, you know, maybe we can come up with something that, so everybody can be, because one thing Darren said to me in the beginning of this, he wanted everybody to look alike. When you have a table somewhere, um, whatever city you're in, he, you know, it's a good idea that we all look alike. We got this table set up in Chicago where GPA is at. It looks like this, and all these products are available to go along with the book. Um, I thought that was a wonderful idea. So if um, anybody want to share ideas about products and about, you know, branding the Chocolate Rose book, feel free to do it with Darren, and he'll let you know if it's doable. And I, and I, I got a new one, Charles, that actually is easy for them to reproduce, like you said, the water and maybe the champagne. Um, the non-alcoholic champagne we probably be able to do at least one or two and ship that. Uh, I think that's doable. But the new thing is, like I just said about the poster, by taking out, uh, uh, inserting your story and blowing it up big and maybe put a visual aid, a picture to it, and put it in a frame. Now, you can make money off of it because now when it comes to that booth and you see, and it might be the, you know, the part of the book or the story, they, they end up buying that and buying the book. Now when they go home and hang that on the wall, and now it's going to advertise it for you. So that's my latest adventure to do the, 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 the poem that I put in there and make it into a poster and now sell uh, that as well as selling the, the book. And then do combo meals, like you said, Charles, where you got three or four things in there. Cause people, people like to buy more than one thing. It's like when you're a kid at Christmas time, you might get three or four items. And uh, your, your brother get a bike, and it costs as much as those three or four items. But he like, where's the rest of my stuff at? Because he only got one thing. So you can add more to your book than they're willing to pay the price for the novel and the other catchy things that 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 have something to do with the book. Well, great, great, perfect. Um, all right, so oh, I got a question for Dan. Go ahead, go ahead, child. Okay, go ahead. 
I got a question. Are you planning on putting another insert in Chocolate Rose 3, or are you done with the Chocolate Rose series? No, I plan on getting better. You guys are helping. Okay, I, I did one page, so I guess by the time you get to Chocolate Rose 15, I can be able to write 15 pages. So each time I, I add a page. <laughs> so, like I said at the beginning, I'm not a true author. Um, I, 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 I talk for a living, and with the help of Charles, I probably can, you know, put that into writing. Um, and actually, the, the reason I'm trying to get uh, to do this, because I do, like I said, I want to do an a, a autobiography of what I really do, and that's to help entrepreneurs, young and old, um, with the, the program that I got, Born a Dream. Um, and it, and it, it'll be a book coming out explaining, you know, somewhat my life story and how marketing and other things can help you. So, yes, I plan on being a part of Chocolate Rose as long as you guys invite me back to be a part of Chocolate Rose. <laughs> Well, that's our goal. That's awesome. I, I got one more for Darren. I got one more for Darren. Um, I saw an interview. I saw an interview of you, and I just wanted to know if that person who interviewed you was that was her name Sharon Patterson? Yes, from Black Nouveau. Okay. Okay. I just wanted. To, I'm. I, I was watching the interview, and I was like, that looks like Sharon Patterson. Okay. That's all I yeah. wanted. <laughs> I just want you guys to know that we just got word from Lori. Apparently her daughter, uh, she had to run her to the hospital. We hope that her daughter's doing well. Emily had uh, some problems. And so we're going to fit Lori in at the end here. Um, and, you know, she couldn't get word to us. And obviously if you're in the hospital and you're, you're taking care of your family, there's no way you can get word to us. So we understand that. So we're going to fit Emily at the end here. Oh, I'm sorry, Emily. We'll fit Lori. Fit Lori here at the end here. And uh, so with that, I, I'm really happy to, to you know, been able to talk to you, Darren. And we're going to move on to, I believe, Cotton's next. And if you want to continue listening, you can. And if I have time at the end, I'll say goodbye to you, okay? No problem. Thank you for having me. We do have one other person on the line to see who that's for, and then I'm not sure I might get back on, so listen for a few minutes, okay? Okay. Okay. This is Patty. We're on the air with KWAD Radio. Hello. Who am I talking to? Hi, who am I talking to? Uh, I'm on the other line on the business call. What's going on? Eight seven zero six five eight two five nine zero. Oh. Okay. Right. Do you have a question for us? No. Or you just want to listen? Hello. Is eight seven zero six five eight two five nine zero? That's Juanita. Oh, that Juanita. Mm-hmm. Okay. In that case, I'll put her on hold because I know she didn't want to talk. She wanted just to listen. So I'll mark her. That way I know who it is. That's the problem was I'm not sure who it is. Okay, so we're going to move on to number five. So I double check, make sure that she's here. Cotton, are you on the line? You need to let me know where your number is. Cotton is 443-414 starts with... Four four three four one four. Yeah, no. I'm trying to figure out which one she is. Four four three. 
Yeah, she's four four three four one four. Hello, can you hear me? Hey, is this Cotton? Hello? Hey, Cotton. Hi. Hey. Is Cotton. Can you hear me okay? <laughs> yeah, here you go. Hi, can everybody? Oh, great, great. <laughs> I was just making sure you can hear me. I was trying to figure out which number, so I think we got you. We got you now. So, hi, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. And so you're calling all the way from Maryland, right? Right now, I'm actually in Alexandria, Virginia. There's a family reunion going on that I had to duck out of. <laughs> ah, there you go. Well, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I told, like I told you, you just tell them, hey, I have a radio interview. That should impress them all. <laughs> <laughs> so, we know that uh, you, you've got a story in Chocolate Rose 2, and are you going to be in Chocolate Rose 3? I do have a story that I'm working on for Chocolate Rose 3, and I've been working with some other writers for, you know, making sure they have a pretty hot story to contribute as well. Some of you are going to be the project leader for that particular that book as well, and so that yeah. should be a lot well. I just let everybody know that your call number is 714-242-5145, and... If you have a question for Cotton, and her, tell us about your story that's in Top of Rose 2. Uh, well, um, my story in Top of Rose 2 is called Trigger. Uh, it's about a girl named Delaney who, after dating her boyfriend Justin for two years, kind of catches her holding hands with another girl. And this girl was someone that he was going to be hooking up with his best friend, Ahmad. And so basically, she. Uh, gone, but she finds, like, he walks by her job one night when it's really, really dark, and she, next thing she knows, she's got her hand on the boss's gun that's underneath of the counter, and she's thinking of ways to kill him and get away with it, and having flashbacks of the incident that broke them up, and how she eventually got over him by, you know, hooking up with his best friend, Ahmad, who she had fun erasing the memories with. Or not erasing them, but replacing the memories with better, bigger, hotter memories. I'm going to put Charles on hold here. He's kind of loud there on the other side, so. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm going to ask you about, your, is that your first story that you've written, or can you tell us about some others that you've written? Um, that's uh, basically before getting into the urban fiction field, I did a lot of literary work, and then I did some ghostwriting in the urban fiction genre that, you know, sort of like, I liked doing the writing. I just didn't like the business of the ghostwriting, so I just kind of like branched out and did a little bit on my own. Um, but this was like the first thing that, I guess like my first real introduction into it as Cotton Carpenter, you know, and not someone else's story that I can't talk about. <laughs> and other than that, I have some e-singles on Amazon um, one is a historical romance called Of Bondage and Freedom, and another is like a, an erotic space series, like a space opera called Inner Sanctum. And then the rest is uh, things that are going to be working with uh, Chocolate Rose 3 and a really cool project that uh, Charles has going on for some of his angels. Yeah, we're, we're keeping that name under wraps for a few minutes. All right. <laughs> We we wanted to uh, we want to make sure because I I having trouble with uh, getting hold of Charles on a regular basis so right. we make sure we get all our ducks in a row uh, before we go and give an announcement of what that book is and also a little closer too 
um, you know, to pulling some of these uh, stories together for that. So you and I have already talked yeah. about that. And so yeah, it, it's going to be hot, people. It's really going to be hot. It's going to be awesome. Um, it's really going to uh, bring things up a notch. I can't wait till um, people get a look at this. It's going to be great. I can put Charles on to see if he's on there. See if he wants to say anything to you. <laughs> okay. Charles, are you there? I'm still here. You hey, want to Charles. say hi to Cotton? Yeah, I'm here. Say hi to Cotton. Uh, hello, Cotton. How are you? Fine, Charles. How are you? I'm good. Hot. Riding around in the van. Just got through putting up a fence. I'm very, very hot. First real hot day we had here in Milwaukee. But um, I just wanted to say to Cotton, um, she 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 made a comment, um, a real hot project I was working on. Well, um, I just wanted to thank Cotton for bringing the project to light. Um, that we're going to all collaborate on and do. Um, it was actually Cotton's idea, which when I hear a good idea, I'm ready to run with it. So um, I think it was great. Also, she's, um, I want to thank her for um, she's going to bring aboard some new people in Chocolate Rose. Um, doesn't mean any of the old people have to go anywhere. We'll just have a thicker book. Um, so I know we basically talked about that, and I think that's I think that's great. I love her. Um, I love the initiative she takes to um, get out and really work the business side of the literary field. Um, you know, she's a great writer also, very good writer. Um, but the business side, the business side is something that, you know, we can use as a team. And she and she has that, you know, she has that, you know, ability to help us in that area, which will eventually help every author. I think that works with AZ and Underground. So I really appreciate yeah. Cotton. Yeah, so. it, it takes it takes a steady hand to other authors um, to, to, you know, to keep them online, trying to, you know, give them incentive, try to keep them going because, you know, sometimes they lose track of where they're supposed to be at in their story. Uh, yeah. Constantly motivate them. You've been wonderful with that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I know how it is. I know it gets tough there. Life just happens sometimes. I know I'm like a working mom, so I always say I have to steal time to write, you know. <laughs> it's like i got to, like, go off into a corner somewhere. So I know how tough it is, but, I mean, everyone is is, is definitely, you know, they're, they're great to work with, and it's it's a great project, and... I can't wait for this. I just I just want everyone to see this so bad. <laughs> so, Wang, I have a question for you. What influences in your life have encouraged you to going with this writing? Um, well, for Chocolate Rose 2, I do want to thank um, author Dee Monroe, whose cat and mouse is in Chocolate Rose 2. She um, actually introduced me to Charles, and, you know, I, my story Trigger was, like, a draft of it was written. So I said, yeah, sure, I wouldn't mind you know, um, writing something, you know, having something in the the anthology, and the rest just kind of like took off from there. And um, and my my husband Lewis, he's just been really really supportive. My mom would call him my enabler by just you know like go ahead and write, you know, and and he actually like hustled yesterday for me and like sold like fourteen of like my chocolate rose books and just you know it's like I. I don't know where I'd be without them. So it's like those are like my biggest influences in like, you know, just getting into this and, and sticking with it so far. 
And of course, Charles, he always checks in on me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's so. You guys met through through somebody else. Charles, do you have anything to say about that? Charles. I didn't. I didn't hear you. What did you say? I said, do you have anything to say about how you guys met and and what you think this is gonna where it's gonna take you? No, actually, you know, she said it. She said it all. You know, um, D Monroe, D Monroe introduced us, and um, you know, just after talking, uh, talking with Cotton, filling her out, I just, I just knew she was gonna be a, uh, I just knew she was gonna be a, be a good fit for the team, and you know, it, it's working out even better. It's working out even better than you know. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a positive plus. So. Well, I'm I think that you, that you, and I, you and I have talked in the very beginning about this being a collaborative effort, that everybody needs to work with, you know, somebody else and have uh, a team effort. So I think this is Absolutely. probably the first time that it really, really has come together as a team. And that's very exciting for me. It's taken us a couple of years, right? <laughs> but uh, I think that, that, you know, we had other groups together, but it's, Never been quite the same as this one. Right. I think there's a really huge gel together. We are talking to Demon Row next. Yeah. I, I think, you know, and I think as, um, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we yeah. hear you. Okay. My vision for Chocolate Rose, um, we had a great team in Chocolate Rose 1, don't get me wrong. But, you know, anything starting something new, I think it, it takes time to catch on. So the vision I had for this book and was for it to continue to grow, grow, and grow. I mean, I, it's going to be. Um, we're only on book two, and I'm I'm thinking already. You know, chocolate rolls one one hundred. So you know, as that goes on and grows and becomes more popular, people are always going to want to go back and get those other books. So it's always going to be a push for the older author as well as the new author that's involved with the project. Um, I think it's gonna be great, you know. So I don't, I don't have a, um, I never wanted to have a timeline with Chocolate Rose. So when the authors are there, whether old or new, we can release, you know, the book at any time. So it doesn't have to be like, oh, we're gonna release one this year, maybe one next year. No, we can release one every other month if the authors are there, if the writing is there, if the if the drive from the team is there. I have no cause with releasing these books. Right, as long as we got uh, you know the editing done and and that we can stand behind, I don't see any reason why we can't continue to do to do that. Uh, and that's one cool thing about being a small publisher that we can we can do that. Uh, we can take you know these kind of projects and turn them around pretty quick. Now, you still got to do certain things, but you know we can still do those pretty quick. So I'm not sure who you're fighting with over there, Charles. Um, actually, somebody's throwing, they're throwing tires on, they're throwing tires on top of the van. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like, we, oh. we, we're doing a million things. We're doing a million things at one time. It's, uh, we don't, it's 24 hours, 24 hours a day, we don't stop. So if I, I, I say, you know, maybe it was a good thing that my computer was down for a while because I probably wouldn't get no sleep. After I go in, I'd probably be writing all night. Yeah, yeah, knowing you, you probably would be. So we will definitely cotton. Uh, we're gonna have to get together with with Charles and and hammer out some of these other issues that we that we got with the new projects coming up. 
So when when do we when do we have? Hang on, I put you on hold, Charles. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask you one question real fast. When do you think we're going to we're in, we're starting to pull together the authors for Chocolate Rose Three, right? Right, right. Yeah, I told Cotton I told I told Cotton to go ahead and get her people together and have them give me a summary or something, you know, a couple paragraphs to read or something. I told her, so go ahead and get those people together. Um, it'll probably take me when I sit down and reread my my first and second story because I'm still going to spin off of that. It'll probably take me two hours to write uh, a complete story for Chocolate Rose 3. I just got to, you know, get in a position where I'm I'm writing again. So um, then we'll see. We'll put it out there for who all wants to come back. You know, GPA is coming back. Um, I'm sure a lot of the other writers will come back. So we'll, we'll just we'll just play it by ear. I mean, so many projects going on, we'll just play it by ear. Right. Great. I'm going to put you on hold, Charles. Um, Cotton, I have one more question yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. Does being as, as, you know, a, a mother and a writer, and mm-hmm. I know you work full-time, describe right. the typical day of your writing. I want to say it's hard to have a typical day of my writing. Um, I know that when, like, if I, some things just come, as they come, and I'll just, you know, get a chance to, to write it out. Sometimes I just have to kind of, like, jot down some notes and some ideas. And other times I just have a goal, and I basically I just, like, feel a moment to work on it and try to, you know, bring together a really good project. I wish I had, like, you know, a constant, like, you know, I'm up at 5 a.m. every day and I'm writing until 8 or something like that. It's just it's not fitting in right now. <laughs> so really no. a lot of stolen moments but I really try to bring something every time, like something great and or at least good. I really try to, you know, work the craft, um, bring, you know, some other elements into it instead of just the story, um, something that you can read over and over again and see something else that's in there just for you, and um, I hope that people enjoy it. Great. Uh, what surprised you about this writing process? I... I think what surprised me so much was how much fun I have doing it. I I mean, it's I guess like coming from like a literary background where it's like you slave over like one piece for weeks, months, years, and you rewrite it like five, ten different times, and you know it's it's just like I like just telling a story and just enjoying myself, and and the response that I've been getting from people who've been reading the stories, they just seem to, you know, connect with it and, and, you know, just have a good time reading it, looking for more. What happened next? Oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. And it's just like so much, like a lot of positive feedback comes from it. And it's just, I don't know, I just love it. And before I was just thinking, oh, this is something I can do a little bit here and there on the side. And now I'm like, I just want this to be a career and I want it to grow and be bigger. That's cool. Where can people find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Cotton, Cop- Cotton Carpenter. Um, I'm on Facebook, of course. Uh, I have a fan page, author Cotton Carpenter. I'm on Facebook, and then I have a page on Wix.com, which is Wix.com forward uh, slash Cotton Carpenter slash homepage. I'm trying to think of it without <laughs> typing it. There you go. There you go. And obviously, you can find uh, Chocolate Rose too. 
and Jane V. Chocolosri on azpublishingservices.com. And uh, free shipping, free directly from the publisher. That's AZ, like in Arizona, publishingservices.com. Bookstore in there. It's got Chocolate Rose 1 and 2. And by the way, it says you, Chocolate Rose 2 is only one behind on uh, the uh, Kindle sales list. On right, right behind Chocolate Rose One. Wow. So. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. So, yeah, it's neck and neck. You can have six months. You have to pull it out a little more. That way, we can uh, say Chocolate Rose Two surpass Chocolate Rose One. Says it's getting there. So, oh wow! Great. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you like well, to say to us, Greg? Um, basically, just you know. Definitely, you know, keep checking for me. I'm going to keep trying to have more things out for you. Hopefully I'll have my own uh, full-length novel by the end of the year. Um, and definitely okay. great things are coming out. And um, just, just keep, you know, fan, you know, fan me on, uh, I mean, friend me on author Cotton Carpenter on Facebook, and you'll, I'll keep you posted. Awesome. Well, you know I will. And, you know, I've already told you that I'm backing 100% there. So Thank keep you. going. And Thank I'm going to put you... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on today. I'm going to put you on hold, and Dee Monroe, of course, a friend of yours, is right behind you. Right. Hey, Dee. Thank you. Dee Monroe, are you in? I'm here. Hey. Hi, how are you? You're welcome. Uh, hey, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Now... Cotton is not in town, and I know you guys, like, work together. So the 410 was a Maryland number, right? Yes, I'm in um, right out of Baltimore, Maryland. Awesome. So tell us about the story that you wrote in Chocolate Rose 2. Um, It was, I, I really honestly, I was working on the story. I didn't have a name for it. I only had about a paragraph, and then I saw... Charles post the project on his page, and I asked him about it. And I honestly finished the story in probably about two weeks because I am a procrastinator, so and I think I write better under pressure. So basically I just wrote the story in a couple of weeks and just submitted it. And I really don't even have – I don't know how the story came to mind, but it just did. Well, that happens, you know. You, you uh, Everybody has their own style of writing. Yeah, some people work under pressure well, some don't. And some take, you know, some take years just to get the book done. Uh, You know, that's whatever it takes is their process. And sometimes the story comes out really fast and sometimes it doesn't. Mm -hmm, It's kind of aggravating, isn't it? (laughs) It is. It is. So then the question of, of, you know, explain... uh, about explaining your process is it's going to be different for each story, right? It will be. Um, I actually been writing for I want to say about ten years now. I actually it's funny because in middle school I was writing a story, probably something I shouldn't have been writing, but my mother found the story and I got in trouble for it. So I've been writing for a long time, and honestly, most of the things that I write is I write off of experience things that I've been through, whether it be um, domestic violence things or me being a single mother or the things that I've been through as far as relationships and things like that. So I write a lot off the experiences that I've been through or that my friends or family have been through. 
Awesome. So that's kind of an influence in your life then. But uh, what was the word, what was your first influence? What encouraged you to write your first story? Um, I read my first, the first book that I read, um, I can remember was Fly Girl by Omar Tyree. And me and my friends read this book over and over again. And I still, I still have the, I think the original book that I bought when I was in middle school. And I've always been like a storyteller. So it, it just, reading that, and I'm like, okay, this is easy. I can do this. That's what really influenced me to start writing. I was just just going to sleep, always dreaming about stuff or couldn't sleep because I had so many things on my mind, and I just decided to put things down on paper. And then I would let my friends read it, and they're like, okay, well, you really need to do something with this. So here I am. Awesome. Uh, let's see. So apart from writing, what other endeavors or hobbies are you interested in? Well, of course, I work full-time with Cotton. Um, I'm actually a romance consultant. I sell sex toys part-time. Well, part of writing. And then um, I actually started, just recently started selling jewelry. So I have a website uh, for the jewelry I sell as well. Well, tell us about that. Uh, Give us your plug there. Let us know where to find you. Um, Well, the page is not up yet, but when it is um, up, it's going to be www buyjunkfood.com my um not my jewelry line I'm um actually selling wholesale but so uh, you know like the the fashion gaudy jewelry that um all us women are out there wearing nowadays that's what it is Be sure to give that to me on the appreciation page on Chocolate with appreciation page when you can um, sure. that way everybody knows where to find you and uh, and uh, on Facebook where do they find you um, well, my Facebook page is under my real name. It's under Deanna Denise. Um, I may set up a fan page one day, um, but <laughs> I don't think I I don't have a fan base yet. <laughs> so I'm trying well, to get we, more off on that. Didn't we have a Chocolate Rose fan page? I thought we did. We do. We do. We do. We do. We'll have to put that. We'll have to put that. I'll have to find out. Put that in there. So anybody, everybody who's listening out will find that and pop that into the Chocolate Rose party page. And on my page, tpj.holstrand. So that way they can get information on you guys as I continue to do that. I can't remember the last time I actually put my actual picture on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so many other things to promote. So people have to be like, okay, what do you look like? Well, yeah, I don't put my picture up there. (laughs) But uh, that's... uh, that's weird. I do have a question on, on Facebook. We did have a question. I'm not sure if you answered it yet. And that is, uh, what what kind of chocolate is your favorite? I actually don't like chocolate. I don't eat candy. Ah, uh, see. <laughs> I did have that under there. I said I said <laughs> the other ones were another uh, options. Don't like chocolate. So that's what you are. <laughs> there are some that are like that. And there's others like my mom who's a chocoholic. She loves chocolate. So. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't do it. <laughs> so it says, okay, so you're writing experience, and let's see. What do you have coming up that you want to tell us about? Um, Well, I am also working on the secret project <laughs> that we keep talking about. <laughs> um, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm really excited about that. Um, 
I'm actually working on a book that I've been working on for years now. Um, I'm I'm in school too, and I do so much other stuff. I'm a licensed realtor. I'm a licensed cosmetologist. So I do so much. I really don't have time to just focus on one thing. Um, so I'm working on a. I'm working on a. Um, I'm working on a, um, a full novel. Um, I won't say the name yet, but I'm at about 20,000 words, so it's coming out soon, hopefully. And I have to talk to Charles about that because I did tell him I enjoyed working with him, and I definitely want him to be involved in my first full novel. So, um, But that's about it. I mean, I do a lot of, like I said, I do a lot of other things. Um, I do some modeling. Um, I'm trying to put myself at, out as a tattoo model, Um so if anyone's looking for any of those. Um, and I'm also, I have a networking event to do next week where I will be promoting the book, and I'm also working on having a book release party, um, me and Cotton, um, the last weekend in July. Um, I wasn't going to do it, but I got so many responses from people that were interested in coming out to support me, so I definitely said I was going to go ahead and do it too. Well, you know what's great is that you guys do that together. It's almost like an exercise partner, you know? Exactly. Oh, she keeps me. It's funny at work. We have the little cubicles. She sits right over top of the wall. So I just yelled to her, and she always yells back over there. I don't hear you typing. I don't hear you typing today. So it's like she always keeps me grounded. Yeah. Well, that's great, though. I mean, you guys are working partners, and and you you know you work really close together, and that's true. That's terrific. And then, of course, that's how this all came to be. That she came on board because. You had met with uh, Charles. My understanding is that you met Charles first, and then yeah, uh, you introduced Cotton to him. Yeah, was it? So he, um, because she, I always, we never really talked about her writing at work, and I actually had her read my story and get her opinion, and I was like, well, you know what, you should do something. Well, I know. Yeah. So yeah, that's how it, that's how it all worked out. And of course, I I want to hear more about this story of yours because you know I thought your story was hot. It, it was hard. <laughs> it's called it's called cat and mouse people. And uh, tell us a little bit about that. Where where did you get the idea for this? I honestly don't know. Um, I, but the book that I'm working on now, it's kind of you start from the back. So it's just like I always like the the shock feature. It's almost like me though. Like I shock people when you see me. And I'm like, I have 31 tattoos, and no one believes me. Because, you know, they automatically think if you have all these tattoos, then you're a certain character. So it's all about the shock feature for me. And Cat and Mouse is basically a married couple. And they're basically playing a a game of Cat and Mouse to keep the spark into their marriage. So it starts off at a strip club, and then it ends at their home. So, I mean, I... I did it, and I was just surprised when it turned out the way it did. And I was just, it was just so exciting. It almost brought me to tears. And then when Charles read it and he talked about how great it was, it was just that this is really was going to push me to actually go, okay, like you have something here. Now get your novel out as soon as possible. There you go. So, and well, I, I, all my family yeah. has read it. I've, I've sold, I actually sold all of the books that I purchased um, the first time in about two weeks. Everybody just they just flew. So I have a lot. I have a good fan base, a good support base, just with my own friends and family. Well, I know that you uh, had 
just ordered some books, and those are already on their way, so let me know when they get there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I got them out to you because I knew you needed them by next weekend, so I went ahead and, ju- and jumped on it before before they got paid, so that's cool. So, well, yeah, thanks, they're on, but I... they're on their way. Awesome. Okay, I got a little bit in the line, but I got somebody from 443, so I'm going to double check on that. Thanks for coming on board with me. That's uh, I, I love talking to you. No problem. Thank you. Okay. We got one person in the line here before I get to Lori, and that is 443-254-5482. Who am I talking to? Hello. Okay, apparently they just wanted to listen, so if you call back in, I'll just mark you as just wanted to listen. Sorry about that. Okay, we've got Lori coming online next, and... and Hello. Hi, is this Lori? Hello, this is Lori from the United Kingdom. Hello, how are you? Good. Hey, hi, lady. How you doing? Hello, I'm fine, thank you. Ready? How are you tonight? Good. I just briefly told everybody that the reason why you're you're late is because of the family emergency. So I'm sure that your daughter's doing better, and that everything's okay. Yeah, she's she's absolutely fine. Um, she's uh, she's been in she's been in seeing the doctors um, well most of today because it's uh, it's late in the evening in the United Kingdom now. Uh, she's been in. She's seen the doctors, and she's absolutely fine, which is a good thing. So yeah, I apologize here, I, I, for not making it earlier. Oh no, that's fine. That's fine. And you know, that's just why everybody know uh, what was going on with you. And I was worried that that maybe we just missed the timing because you know it's hard to tell sometimes what part of England. Um, tell us about where in England you are. At the moment, I'm in Wiltshire. It's a county called Wiltshire in England. Okay, so that's is that a different time than than London or the same time? Uh, it's the same time as London. Okay, good. You never can tell because you know, there'll be different parts of America that, that are different time zones. So uh, yeah, I, I noticed that um, when I was when I was looking at your your time zones that you that you sent out um, via Facebook, I noticed there was um, completely different time zones yeah. for different places yeah. in America, which was kind of like it was very new to me to see that. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's interesting that because we're in, I'm in Arizona. And we don't change our times here at all. So sometimes we're a completely different time than anybody else in America. It's just kind of uh, gets kind of hairy when I try to figure out what everybody else is. But that changes from a couple times a different in the year. So it gets kind of hairy. But I want to talk to you about all the stories you got out now because you know I keep seeing you. I keep seeing all your new stuff you got coming up. And yeah, I'm a busy girl. <laughs> yeah, you, you're a prolific writer, so tell us about these. Okay. Um, my latest one is um, a story called The Vulcan Nights. Um, that's a paranormal story. Um, mostly the, the stories that I have been writing before The Vulcan Nights have all been um, vampire-based. But I wanted to write something that wasn't based on vampires. Um, but I'm very much, I love to write about paranormal stories, um, stuff that just cannot happen in the real world. Um, so I, I came up with the Vulcan Knights. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't want to completely ruin the story for, for anybody who's planning on reading it or who is reading it now. 
but it, it is entirely different from vampires. Okay. Um, and how many, uh, you know, vampire stories are really big and they're hot right now. So um, how, about how many of the vampire stories you've got out right now? How many vampire stories? Yes. Um, about 20. Okay, you hear that, folks? You've got 20 vampire stories out there. In total, oh, my um, in total, um, as I think I've written, totals to 22. Um, number 23 is with an editor right now, um, and number 24 is also with an editor right now. Um, so I've been a very, very, very busy girl this year. Yeah. So okay, those aren't just from one year. Those those aren't just this year. Those are from year before. And how how many years you've been writing these? I started writing in November 2009. Okay, so yeah. Well, that's not that long. (laughs) (laughs) You you must really write fast. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I do tend to, once I get an idea um, inside of my head, I do tend to sit there night after night um, and just write until I just cannot see the the computer screen anymore to be able to write anymore. Um, And then obviously I'll decide that it's enough and I should really get to sleep. Um, I also have a full-time job, um, which I'm a teacher. Are you a teacher? Yeah, I'm Uh, a teacher. Of any particular subject or just... Um, it's It's a subject called health and social care. Which is teaching um, the care profession to um, carers who are not qualified yet. Um, it was um, it, it was called um, NVQ, which is a National Vocational Qualification, oh, okay. um, but it's recently been changed in the United Kingdom to a diploma, um, and that that's, that's what I teach every day. And as you know, I, I do have a young child as well. So I tend to write every night when I'm at home. I sit down and I apply myself and I write. That's the only time I write is in the evenings. Yeah, I often use, uh, because I have a son of my own, and when I was uh, writing beginning Time Conquers All saga, I was writing in the middle of the night because there's no telephones, there's nobody, uh, you know, demanding your time. Exactly. It's the only time when you can apply yourself to your writing, when no one's going to disturb you, no one's going to stop you in mid-flow or um, kind of disturb an idea that you've got. Yeah, especially when you're in the middle of a scene and (laughs) your fingers fingers aren't going fast enough, right? Exactly. <laughs> I've tried that with with my little girl. Uh, I remember trying to write this. Um, this it's quite a big fight scene that that I had kind of already sort of planned in my head, and I was trying to write this fight scene, and my fingers were flying over the keyboard. And my little girl kept coming and going, "Mummy, can you just come and do this? Mummy, can you just come and do that?" Well, the thing is, thing is about my little girl, she knows that mummy writes about vampires. Ah. Um, she's, she's seen all of my books, because um, I have a copy of all of my books um, at home. And she's seen them all, and she's very proud, and she goes into school, and she tells all of her little friends, my mummy writes about vampires. Do you know what a vampire is? 
And so does does she know what a vampire is? Well, she's only five. But right. funny enough, she knows that they drink blood. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, they're, they're very popular on television, so it's kind of hard not to know anymore, you know? Uh, I cannot get vampires. anything. I can... I cannot get anything past my little girl. Nothing at all. There you she go. knows everything. <laughs> well, that's it. That happens when you're, especially when you're an author. Uh, you know, you share more things with your children. I think. So, this uh, is true. So, I agree with that. So, you, if you had to give some advice to an author who, or a writer who wanted to be, you know, become an author, what would you give them? I would simply say follow your dreams. Um, follow whatever your imagination tells you that, that you are creating inside your mind. Write it down. Get it down on a manuscript. Um, yet yeah, you are going to get some negative reviews because there's not everybody who's going to like your story. But if you get a positive review, then you have made one person's day. You know, you could potentially have a fan for life. That is true. So what led you to write your first your first story, your first book, book film event that changed you to to force you to do this? Um I've always been a little bit of an imaginative person. Um and I um I started telling stories to my little girl, um, you know, bedtime stories. And she she got bored with the books that I bought from the shops, um, which I think you guys call stores. You have stores down there? We call them yeah. shops. Yeah, yeah we, we call them shops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so she, she got she got bored with all the usual childhood stories. Um, so I started just making them up um, about dragons and whatever she wanted in her story. She'd tell me, you know, she wanted a big tree or she wanted a princess or something. Um, it, it was kind of, it was Mother the Girl that kind of prompted me to think, oh, hang on a minute, you know, I, I do have an imagination. I want, I want to write something for real. And that's when I first started writing, really. That is sweet. That is sweet. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a great way to start that, letting everybody know that you're online now. Um, if anybody wants to call in and, and talk to her, I know we're, we're going to be on with Charles here for a second. Let's see, Charles, are you available, Charles? Charles? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Lori Bowler's on the line. Do you want to say hi to her? Lori. Lori, of course I want to say hi to Lori. Hey, how are you? <laughs> Hello, I'm okay. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Um, Lori. Uh, yeah, how do you guys meet? We met on Facebook. We met. I was still working at the. I was still working at the. Um, I was still working at the car lot. I was still working at the car lot when I met Lori. Um, it was very interesting. Um, she shared one of her. She shared one of her vampire stories with me, and I shared it with everybody at work. And actually, my coworker just went ballistic reading her story, and it's just like. You know, I'm reading, he's reading, and he's like, wow, 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 wow. Every day we just, you know, we had Lori on our brain all day at work because her story is so great. And <laughs> and I told her, then I ended up telling her about what I was doing with Chocolate Rose, and it was something a little different for her. She said she wanted to try it out, and I thought that would be something, you know, good for me to have somebody on my team from the U.K., you know, like, you know, where they do that at. And I'm like, 
I thought it was just great, and um, I'm I'm I'm, I'm very international. I'm very proud to be working with Lori, and um, because of Lori, I, I don't know if I ever told Lori this. Because of Lori, she prompted me to write my first horror book, which I will finish sometime this year, called Bad Dreams. But Lori gave me the idea. I said, I'm gonna try to write a horror book. <laughs> well, Charles likes to write different, different uh, in all different genres. He's, he's what? What were you tagging yourself as, Charles? Uh huh. That that new new type of writing that you that you call yourself now. Oh, crossover fiction. Yeah. See. Crossover, crossover fiction. Crossover fiction. So. So won't be no more. Um. Go ahead, Lori. I have read the majority of your books, and you. As you say in America, you rock. You are fantastic. You are a brilliant writer. I love reading your books. Thank you, Lori. And I have shared. I've I've shared your books with lots of my English friends. Awesome. That's great to know. So it's great to know I'm floating around over there in England. That's beautiful. Yeah. Pardon? That's that's when you know you're getting getting around. He's getting around in England. Oh, definitely. I'm doing everything that I can for everybody. Um, sharing every every book that I read. I'm sharing it with all my friends. I'm borrowing out all my books. Um, hearing their feedback. I'm trying to encourage everybody to leave um, reviews on the um, Amazon.co.uk um, to build up some recognition for everybody from the UK. Great. What you got working on next? Um, at the moment, I'm working um, in a collaboration story um, with uh, Giovanni, um, who's from Trestle Press. Um, it's called Fangs Inc., and it's just become a series. So at the moment, we're working on Fangs Inc. 2, um, and the story has just been passed over to me today to do my second um, collaboration on this, so I'm currently working on that. Amongst working on another vampire story titled Hervidor, which is the sinister man that's um, read about in my other vampire story called Moon Rising. So how many? Yeah. How many? How many projects? How many projects you you're writing on a given time right now? Um, about five different projects. Okay, that's that's pretty close I'd, to you, Charles. Um, Lori, will I be? Can I ever expect you to come back in another Chocolate Rose series? I would love to come back. I would love to write okay. another story for Chocolate Rose. I really would. Um, things have been a little bit hard for me um, in the United Kingdom, um, which has stopped me from writing for a little while. But it's all settled down now, and I'm back in full flow. I really, really want to write for Chocolate Rose. I want to write as much as what I can. Well, the, the, benefit, the benefit of that, obviously, is it's not so much that we can, sh- you know, ship you the books from in paper, but that you can definitely uh, make some money doing the uh, the e-books because we have e-books in every format now. So uh, we're selling Chocolate Rose one and two. Chocolate Rose is exceeding Chocolate Rose two by one sale this last month in uh, e-books. You know, being in England is it's tough for us to ship it to you, but we can definitely we can definitely do something on, on helping and getting some sales for ebooks. 
Oh, that would be brilliant. Um, we could we, we could discuss something um, to be able to do that. Maybe I could take them out with me um, on promotions and things. Um, promote them to kind of other people. Maybe get a big shipment in. Um, start selling them and everything. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to find a distributor there in the UK that'll take them. That way, I can ship them all at once and maybe go through that way. We are working on that. Would be brilliant. Yeah, we're working on somebody for in- for India, so we'll have to try to find a distributor out of uh, England. That'll that'll work out better. But yeah, it's something we need to do for sure. And, uh, and okay. So, any other questions you got for her, Charles? Nope, not at this time. It was just great getting a chance to finally talk to Lori. I don't, I don't think Lori have we ever spoke on the phone before. No, we've not ever spoken on the phone to, before. This is the very, very, very first time. Wow. Right. I thought usually, you guys talked on the phone. Okay. No, me and Lori never talked on the phone. Usually we get a chance to talk for about 15 minutes, and she's either got to go to bed because it's, you know, one of two different parts of the world, so our times has always been so different. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, this is very true. Uh, one of us usually has to go to bed, which is usually me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, Lori is, is is very late for her right now. So, and she's yeah. Uh, what time is it there now, Lori? It's five to eleven at night. Five to eleven at night, right now. Yeah. Yep, five to eleven at night time, right now. <laughs> so it's yeah. very late in the so, United Kingdom, but it's fine. Yeah. I'm I'm wide awake. I'm I've been writing tonight, so I'm I'm very much awake. Oh, well, yeah, well, it's Saturday night, so that's the best time for you to write. Yeah, prime time for you. It's true. <laughs> yeah, she's one hour from Sunday morning. That's crazy. Yes, I know. Uh. <laughs> and, you know, it's only it's almost 3 o'clock in the afternoon here in Arizona, so this just goes to show you how, you know, how different that is. A very, very big time frame. Yeah. It's very cool to call to talk to you, and we're really looking forward to, to reading some more of your your stories. And I'm not a real big fan of vampire stories, but I'm definitely a fan of paranormal. So I'll definitely look at your your paranormal stories. Okay. Thank so you very much. Thank you. Welcome, Thank you. and thanks so much. And, and I'm glad to hear that your daughter's okay. And with this, just um, just let you know that this radio show is going to be up. It's not just live right now, but it, within a few minutes after the show's over, we also go into the, uh, it'll be on archive, so everybody can listen to it at their leisure. Which is very cool. That's it's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. More, more bang for the buck, because I'm sure nobody's really listening to England right now, so you'll be able to, and of course I'll post this on my on my site, and I'll give you guys the link so that way you can you can advertise it, okay? That would be fantastic. I have told lots of my friends that I am on your show tonight. And they have promised me that they will listen to the show in the next couple of days. There you go. And just let them know that you're at the, you're at the end of the show. It is a two-hour show. So, but it's well, they're, under this, they're under this impression that I'm going to sound like a very crazy English woman, which I really hope I don't sound like a crazy English right. woman. Right. <laughs> But you know what's great about being archived is they can always they can always push it ahead so you don't have to listen to everybody they can actually forward it so 
That's cool to know. So I'm going to put you, I'm going to say goodbye to you, and I'm going to say goodbye to Charles here. And thank okay. you, thanks for calling in. Wonderful talking to you. Thank you. It's lovely talking to you. Thank you. Okay, we're off the air with Lori. Hey, Charles. Yeah, I'm here. So I've got you for an, another four minutes here. Okay. You, you want to say anything about you, what you got coming up for your for your for your writing, for your stories, your books? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I think right now in the works we have my first poetry book, um, Touched by Two Souls, which will be featuring Mr. Jamon Walker, who calls himself Mr. Walking with God. Um, that should be that should be about done right now. I'm thinking. Um, yeah, with with you there, Patty, and yeah. right after that, right after that, I have another debut novel coming called Cricket and Honey. Um, I have more information on that this week. Um, looking to do something real big with that one. So, um, also with with the whole team, with actually two teams, possibly three teams. We're going. We're going to be releasing Street Tales, which is a makeup of um, a few different authors that seem to be, you know, having fun with that that story. Um, then we're going to, of course, do the project with um, the authors from Chocolate Rose Two. Um, most of them are from Chocolate Rose Two, um, um, which is happy yeah. design. Right, still a secret. Still a secret. Um, sort of a secret, um, but if you pay attention, you already heard the secret. Then after that, um, Chocolate Rose 3 uh be coming real soon. So a lot of different projects. Um, I plan on probably myself doing another three to four books this year um, with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, with um, Touched by a Soul and Cricket and Honey and also um, Ghetto Sopranos 2. Um, the Six Laws of Power, that should be this year, and a project on domestic violence called Bittersweet to Death Do Us Part, and I don't know where to go from there. But um, so a uh, ton of books will be okay. coming at you this year. we got Ghetto Sopranos 2 coming up. Absolutely. I mentioned that, uh, Ghetto Sopranos 2, um, Six Laws of Power is the subtitle for that one. And you've got a short story from that in the Street Tales book. Right. Actually, there's a spinoff from the Ghetto Soprano series called The Isis Cartel, um, which will be featured in um, Street Tales, which okay. is a character from from the Ghetto Soprano series um, bringing her own story to life. Awesome. And so we are wrapping up here. Just let everybody know that we are on Facebook. And your chocolate rose party is the rest of the day. Uh, we've got contests on there. So, uh, by the way, you need to get in there if you can. And then you can give us your little rendition of what you would do. Your question would be is, you have successfully slain the dragon. How will you celebrate? So that's going to be on uh, we have the that's contest on our page. So if you want to find that, uh, you can get to facebook.com slash, and instead of giving you all the numbers, I'm just going to say that is PJ, Holt, dot Holtstrand, that's PJ, P, 
J.H.U.L.T.S.T.R.A.N.D. Or get on the Charles' Charles's page is on there, too. You can get on him and get to the Chocolate Rose page there. So we're in the last few seconds, so I'm going to say good night to you. Thanks for calling, and, and call me back. Okay. Charles, good night. And this is KWOD Radio good. signing out. Good night.